0: Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defects Podcast. My name is Winter, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those that are new to the show, welcome. Those that are old to the show, thanks Come back, guys. I hope that this episode finds you warm and, you know, but not too hot. You're walking out in the crisp, kind of cool autumn air, it's kind of nice. You can get up at a bit of speed now without sweating. Now, you just had to have a stroll and you're sweating like mad in the summer, but now it's kind of like, you know, it's nice and chill. It's kind of, I'm really enjoying it. Walking the dogs, kind of dogs are kind of liking it. They're shedding like mad they love it. They love it. Apples are falling from the trees. It's kind of nice that the change of season is happening, but I don't like midwinter, but I like this crisp kind of moment here when it's kind of dry and not kind of sodden when you're like taking one step forward, like three steps back, you know, and it's not nice to walk the dogs in that weather. Not at all. But I hope you're well and you're kind of like, you know, you're chilling. You're just kind of like getting ready for the winter time, and, you know, kind of like getting hot water bottles ready because, uh, you know, the energy bills are going to go up, man. This is, I don't mean to depress anyone, but this is why I said, I'll oh, put a cap on it. Thanks, guys. It's a bit late, isn't it? But anyway, that's, uh, that's by the by. This is episode 102, anyway, of the Comedy Effect podcast. And this is with an excellent comedian called Jamie Oliphant. I met Jamie a few years ago and I saw him at Top Secret Comedy Club and he absolutely ripped the doors off the place. He's great. An unassuming kind of guy. We talk a little bit about the meritocracy of comedy in this episode. We talk about what you should do uh, to kind of just kind of get better and move on in comedy and, and how to kind of just improve a little bit too. He's online on Twitter at Elephant. And he's on Instagram as Jamie Ali Ali. So go and find him there. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm there at Winter Dominus. And if you like this podcast enough, and you want to donate, you can. Go to Patreon, type in the Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much as you feel this podcast is worth. But if you don't want to donate, that's okay. Just tell your friends about your favourite episode. It tells people where we are and what we're up to. That's all I'm going to say now. You can find a Facebook page like that. Join the group. Why not? But that's it. This is episode 102 with the wonderful... Lovely, unassuming fella, and just guy with a heart of gold, Jamie Oliphant. Jamie Oliphant, welcome to The Comedy Defect, man. Thank you for sharing an hour or so of your time.
1: Yeah, cheers for having me, Winter. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. So h- how are things going with you?
1: Pretty good. Ticking along.
0: You're, you're a teacher by day, and that is must be a nightmare at the moment, is it? Or are you enjoying it?
1: To be honest, I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> I'm an, I mean, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fully fledged teacher. I'm a LSA, which is a learning support assistant, and I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's quite nice to have something just to uh, just sound so sort of uh, morbid and depressing, but just <laughs> as something to go to on a daily basis that kind of takes your mind off the whole thing, because I think if I was kicking around in my house right now, I, I would be Doing my head and my girlfriend's head right you now, and and the cat. To be honest, he yeah. would just not be able to handle <laughs> the extra attention.
0: Oh my god! Like you know, it's like you 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 can actually escape, and he's you're, you're not taking advantage. And and like the cat's kind of going, look, dude, you know, I'm I'm a house cat. I'm I'm never allowed out. Sort of thing, is it?
1: Exactly. You know what he did? He did when I got home. Uh, he did make a break for it. Yeah, he just sort of smelt freedom as I opened <laughs> the door, and he bolted out. And I went, no. And uh, he just ran back in, and I did not know that I had that authority with the How cat. I... But the, yeah, exactly. Speak to animals, exactly. the Doctor but Doolittle. I do.
0: And like, what kind of cat you got?
1: He's a sort of mix. He's um, half Mancun, half Sphinx. <laughs> so um, he's yeah, he's he's a weird little mix. But as a result, he thinks he's sort of from royalty. He does right. think he's descended from royalty. So he'll be like really cocky. Really arrogant, but he is incredibly adorable at the same time. I think there's something about him where he's, like, extremely high status. Like, he will sort of be like i'm not here for you i'm here for me but then like a second later he'll want a cuddle which yeah. is quite adorable yeah
0: it's like i'm not sure if i can take this loneliness forever it's like I just, I just wanted to see what it was like and you know now i want to be back in a relationship again sort of thing like that yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's the <laughs> second you take it away from him as an option yeah. uh as now that yeah he's just he sort of turns
0: the grass is always greener, isn't it? Hey, that's it. You know, I want to be alone. I just wanted to get on with my like. I want to write my book and like you know get on with the things I want to write about. And now, um, actually, you no, know, I'm too much time on my hands. And uh, you I'm know, just staring at the wall, kind of feeling alone and just like you know pondering the the mysteries of the universe. It's no fun anymore. Exactly.
1: That's it. Exactly man. What's
0: the name of your cat? Uh,
1: he's called Odin. Odin. And, oh, uh,
0: nice. Very Odin. Norse. Very, uh, very Norse. Yeah. The, yeah. Very Norse name. The the god. The uh, he was the, the like like Zeus, wasn't he?
1: He, he, he was. Yeah. I think he's, uh, yeah, he, he was sort of my girlfriend's cat. And then sort of they came as a package, you know, so when they moved in, yeah. so it was, uh, yeah, it's been lovely having them. Are you and, allergic um, to cats? I'm not, no. So I'm quite lucky there. Yeah, yeah. It's quite nice, uh, to be able to, yeah, give them a few cuddles now and then. That's and, good, man. Um,
0: that's good. Was uh, when uh, was with my missus and she was like, Oh, I'm gonna get a cat. Um and so I was like, Look, I'm I'm allergic to cats, you know. Just just one cat. So she got one cat and then uh I was like, Okay, I'm I don't really like cats, but I'm also as say allergic and uh but I wasn't too bad. But I was working oh, nights yeah. nights at the time, so I come home and this cat is in my is in my flat. Like and I was like, fuck, I'm looking for this cat. I can't find it. I'm like looking everywhere for this fucking cat. And the cat <laughs> opened the kitchen door and there's the this uh this cat on the on uh, on the on the worktop looking where I'm looking because I'm like just so like blurry eyed and just like <laughs> hung over from the night shift that this cat yeah. is just like you know what are we looking for and, and we became best friends because that cat uh-huh. liked to watch what I liked to watch and we got to just like hang out and just chill you know uh, until yeah. you know, my girlfriend came over and then she all, but this isn't the end of the story she's like I got one cat you seem to be okay with that I'll get one more she got two more cats so we had three cats and then I was like look are you trying to kill me look I am actually allergic I mean I managed to cope with <laughs> one one, but like what are you trying to like you know the uh, homeopathic remedy version of like of allergy curing you know uh, but,
1: yeah uh, oh man three cats is a lot as it's well, a lot yeah know. it is a lot yeah. you
0: just you can't they just they we had one white one uh who, they're always deaf apparently white cats are deaf all um, oh, right yeah. and uh, and then we had a black one and we'd like a, a ginger tom and it was just like oh man they were just finding little spots everywhere weren't they little fuckers is your mrs like norwegian or, or anything like that or like no she's name? not
1: she she just wanted to give him a name that she felt fit him and when they first met she was hoping originally she was you know i think pretty keen on the name simba i think <laughs> for for cats as many are and yeah. then she met him and she was like oh no he's not a simba he's a bit more regal yeah. than a than a simba that he's uh
0: Nice. He's got power. He's powerful cat. He
1: did. Yeah. yeah. He, well, he thinks he's powerful. He's just, <laughs> he thinks he's powerful, but he sort of doesn't realize that he's in reality just a silly little cat. And it's, hmm. and it's great. Yeah. He just doesn't know how little he is. Yeah. Well, he does. When he sort of runs in, he gets, he's, gets really scared very yeah. easily oh. so he's like darting around all the yeah. time but he's also like flexing at the same time it's, it's yeah, kind yeah. of hilarious
0: like a like a big heart sort of thing you know you have no idea you don't understand that you know yeah this small this stature is a beast just waiting to be unleashed uh exactly I can, I can yeah. relate. i can relate he's yeah <laughs> he's
1: you know he's always asking you for a cuddle so you're mm. kind of quite ready to cuddle him and yeah. then you sort of want to give him a cuddle and he's like doing a very important job like looking out the window and you're like oh but i just want you know a little cuddle mm. and he's like but i'm doing my really important job right now leave me alone <laughs> Do my job yeah and he's just yeah he takes it incredibly seriously looking out the window Yeah. genuinely think he is like the guard cat right so i think he yeah he just kind of cracks on do, you, do you, day.
0: have you used it into your? Have you managed to crawl any of this into your stand-up?
1: I haven't. known like you know,
0: you didn't have one cat uh, joke. You don't I have one cat joke. Got
1: really, cat? <laughs> no, I don't at the moment. I'm just sort of like I don't know. I've I literally hadn't because I sort of stopped doing stand-up about May last year, and that was kind of when they moved in. Yeah. So, I've just you know I'm I'm living with him and enjoying it, but yeah. like. I did have some ideas. You know what? I wrote Mm -hmm. loads in like April because I was really optimistic. And then I've just sort of not looked at material since about, yeah, May last year.
0: It seems just too kind of depressing really in a way, doesn't it? Because you're kind of going, well, I'm writing this, but I don't know when I'm going to perform it. I mean, this piece of material might not fit my personality by the time I get to do this on stage. You know what I mean? It's like there's no deadline.
1: Exactly that. It's just not no deadline not knowing when you're going to do it and that kind of feels like it sort of defeats the purpose of why you're writing it and like initially i was like oh i write because i enjoy writing and then without a few months without the audience element i was just like oh this just feels pointless at the moment so and also because the world's changing so quickly right Mm -hmm. now so it's hard to know what i think audiences would want to listen to like obviously some jokes i'm yeah, it's not just about doing topical jokes but if you're doing like observational stuff about mm. yourself then you're changing massively like yeah. you know, every few months and i've gone from you know a guy who was doing gigs working during the day and mm. then gigs at night and seeing lots of people and having a great time and yeah. then you know you're to go and well, now i'm just like grateful to go to the pub let alone gig yeah. you know so I just think, yeah, but like, it'll be so odd kind of going back into it just because your own kind of sense of identity, which yeah. I think stand-up is, like, attached to, will just be completely different.
0: I, yeah, I think that going um, could be a beautiful moment when everyone's, like, had to push all that stuff down for so long and they're so frustrated and just so... There's a ball of just... Um, frustration just call me up it'll just it's going to be some a beautiful moment where we're all released again it's like the berserkers yeah. go back to the stage you know it's like oh finally and everyone's just has that joy you know of, to be there again and it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a great exactly, moment.
1: Man. it will it will be like really nice i think when things are a bit more chill talking to people at school about it i'm just yeah. enjoying yeah. the little victories when they happen right. and you know when you know you're older Relatives start getting vaccinated. That's a really yeah, nice thing. That's it. Obviously, like we don't, you know, it's early days yet. Yeah, it's just trying to keep those little wins yeah. in your mind. What's the thing you
0: do? the other stuff. What if what, you, t- you taken up any weird hobbies while well, the lockdown has happened to keep your mind uh, from eating itself?
1: I've started cooking a lot more. I feel like oh, cooking yeah. is like my new gigging now. So <laughs> it's just because it's also like it brings the same level of pressure and jeopardy in, in terms of feedback as yeah. well. Like, you That's know, if I'm cooking for my girlfriends and trying to make something that she really likes and then yeah if she's you know if it (laughs) if it goes so well then you're like yes yes that was three hours well spent that was i'm so glad that was what i've missed and then if
0: it's like then the heckle you then it's like yeah you you don't know how hard this is you you, oh you try it then okay right it's your actually it's your turn to cook tomorrow night okay fine you will try it yeah that's funny yeah
1: yeah it's It's like i think it's sort of like the the kind of like yeah, that was nice. Is like, <laughs> is like a sort of yeah. That's like a burn in a in a. Yeah, like but that's a, that's just me being mean as well. No, I it's know, like that she's, sarcastic she's laugh, great, isn't very it? Very
0: supportive. It's like the sarcastic laugh. Yeah, oh, That's yeah. the wrong. La- that's the wrong response. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want sympathy. How can I make this better? I want you to just exactly. tear it to pieces or yeah. love it. You know, that's it.
1: Or like, if you say something tragic that you thought was funny, and people just go, "Oh." And you are like, no, yeah. it was supposed to be a laugh. There,
0: it was not. I didn't. Want don't that. Oh, don't, I don't, don't want you to feel sorry yeah. for me. That's the worst thing. Yeah, I want you to enjoy this to the to the maximum you can possibly. It's a fucking toasted cheese sandwich. How can you not like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. No, so what's the what's the um, okay zenith of the um, the culinary um, achievements in the three tier lockdown thing we got um, now?
1: I, I, I did Dahl with um, with roti uh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that was that was nice. That Fair was play. really good. <laughs> I've done, I yeah. I, to be honest, it's one of those ones where like, the first time I do it, I spend like a couple of hours staring at a bunch of videos on how to yeah. do it, and then I'll do it for like an hour. And then the next time I do it, I'll like try to cram that all into forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, nice. And then that's where it goes really wrong. So yeah. like the second cook of the dish is usually terrible, whereas the first is like amazing. Yeah. So um,
0: you're doing a time trial. Yeah, you're like fuck. Where... I'm, I'm I'm like here we go. Right, we're gonna do it much faster this time. I don't have time to waste. Let's. Oh, here we go. Click 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 click. And then you just like exactly. burn everything. Exactly. Get my
1: PV Gotta get the yeah the pv Gotta gotta smash it. Um, and that's where it, where it goes wrong. So nice. Learn a few things to of what not to do, really, mm. as as well as what yeah. to do, and and also, you know, Just I have never had so much time before, so it's yeah. quite helpful in a way to just sit and think. Oh, like this is going to sound so lame, but I do no, think, go for it, mate. Honestly, things... you should.
0: You've no idea what conversations yeah. I've had on this podcast, mate. Honestly, it's great. You let it out, mate. Yeah, honestly. really.
1: Yeah. I I just think what are the things that I can improve at now? Yeah. That I'll be grateful for afterwards And yeah. I think cooking is like my main one So right, I'm cool. like I think The next thing I, I Yeah, I want to tackle a soups next um, <laughs> Just because I can never <laughs> like, I, know this, I know it sounds mental It's just like Oh, this is mid-breakdown chat um, But <laughs> Yeah I You think heard it here first for me You
0: heard be, it here That's it first, this is, He yeah. just started talking about soups And then he just went on a killing spree This is what happened And he said that, um, exactly, He said yeah. that old Odin told him to do it
1: Odin The voice Yeah his voice inside my head He's always talking to me uh, He's been so, grooming me for years great. Okay, right go, groom soup. you. I think that's what they do Yeah
0: it's the opposite that's not the way the relationship should go mate this is what it is it's like the cat is controlling you now um that's great was it like so the the soup any particular soup i'm a big fan of butternut squash soup to be honest a big fan of that
1: so i you know what i loved all of those kind of soups and Mm. i used to absolutely go nuts for them but i became lactose intolerant until january last year and I didn't realize how much like double cream and stuff is usually Whoa. in those amazing like yeah. supermarket ones. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so cream and milk are the two oh. really bad ones for me. Mate. I can usually handle a little bit of cheese, but yeah, cream and milk is man that's uh, deadly on me.
0: that's tough that's tough, but that happened last year as well.
1: Yeah, that was like January last year. Oh so man, I, that's a oh, bad man. year. You can't it, still... could, yeah, could this year get any worse? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> totally. dollars, and then the pandemic. No. Honestly, <laughs> totally. it's not that bad. But, uh, no, but like, you can't uh, yeah. you
0: can't order pizza in. It's like it's covered in cheese. You know, yeah, it's like
1: I can I you know I can I can get the enzymes. So have you heard about those? Like okay. um, they're the enzyme pills that you can get oh, in right. uh, Holland and Barrett. Fair and, play. Nice. Um, they're, they're quite expensive. They're <sighs> like they're like twenty quid. Fuck. But, um, you know, they're worth it. It's totally. like, and ex- exactly that. It's like, if you want to have a pizza and if you want to have, you know what it is? I Cheese is the thing I miss the most. I yeah. thought it was going to be milk because I used to drink so much of it and yeah. uh, have loads of cereal and stuff. But milk, I can
0: live without. But yeah, cheese is the hard one. Oh, mate, that's a that's a huge like you know cut off the menu. Like this is nearly in everything, isn't it? You know, it's just oh, so you've just got like dominoes with your pills. It's like everything has to have a have an antidote now these days, isn't it? Huh? You're like right. You've got to, uh... yeah,
1: exactly. Like, I, I know some people who have it really bad and mm. can't have butter and stuff, and that's yeah. horrible. So, thankfully, I, I'm not quite as bad as that. I probably shouldn't have that stuff because I sort of, yeah, I don't feel that well all the time, but yeah. that's uh, something I'm willing to live with to Fair. be able to eat nice food.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I I do miss it massively, though.
0: I've known you since I started back up a uh, comedy, Jamie. You were, you were running the gig in. The doctor, the just is it Tonics, Doctor Tonics in Garden City with Jonathan Prince.
1: Oh, Jonathan Prince. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't running that. What well, do you know? I, I did I, it. I did it once. I thought you. No, were part no, of that no. Gig. That wasn't me. Oh, who was that? No, then? no. I think I did it. I did it twice. Was it Dave? 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 Something? The uh, the really fun pub gig that you yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. I, I did you that were part a couple of, of times. It was nice. Yeah. Um,
0: so, like, and I, I didn't realize that you had been uh, done the Soho Theatre as well.
1: Yeah, that was that was really fun. That nice. was a nice uh, sort of highlight of uh, when was that? Two thousand nineteen. Nice, yeah, that was two years That's ago. That's great.
0: And so, like, like, did you, you, you just go up to like um to Edinburgh and they just like saw your show and just went, hey, come down to Soho do a run.
1: Yeah, they um, were up in Edinburgh. It was basically part of the Soho Rising Festival, mm-hmm. and so that was for anyone who had ever done one of their workshops back in the day. Oh. And I'd done one like five years previously, and you know, wrote to the guys just saying that oh, I know you got a million shows to see, I had a confirmation, and that they were coming in. And really? just thankfully, the day that they were there, I sort of said hi to them afterwards, and it just felt like a really good show. It was, it was a real my Edinburgh experience up that year like was a sort of real mixed bag In my way that Mm. I found out like as long as I had more than 25 people in the room it felt like a proper gig and the jokes would land much better whereas like kind of if the numbers were between like 17 and sort of 22 Mm. the the jokes just didn't land as yeah. well so it was really important after and after that to just keep pushing it to to get 25 more and yeah the show right. felt like it sort of came good by then i, yeah. I had some reviewers in way too early like oh. everyone does and yeah. I had them in on like day three mm. and the show that they saw was just a bit of a hot mess uh, i think it got like some yeah pretty tough reviews at the start mm. but i felt like it sort of found its own feet and a few weeks down the line and and uh i had some really nice reviews afterwards and then on, there was like a little sort of wave, like maybe in the last week, where just things seemed to go really well. Yes. And that was when Soho came along. So that was really nice.
0: Well, you've got a cracking review here. It says, put everything down, take a deep breath, and go see Jamie Olivant."
1: Oh, yeah, that was a lovely Deadline review. These. That was amazing. Yeah, man, it's great. Um, Five yeah, stars. That was, yeah, she was, um, she was so nice. Because I had only had one review at that mm. stage when she came in. I think that she came in on like the... 12th or the 13th and i felt like the show that sort of the early reviewer came for was like on day two and it was such a mess and then mm. by sort of day 10 i felt like it was something that i was proud of yeah. and then she saw it and i just said to the audience like if plugging it at the end just saying yeah please if you enjoyed this tell your friends about it i'd love for people who would be interested in, in the subject matter of working in education mm. to come down and see this and you know I'm just keen I've you know had hardly any reviews it's not really been about that but I've just been keen by to get word of mouth going yeah. and and to get people to come down yeah. who might be interested and and she said you know very kindly I work for a magazine and I'd really like to review this if if you're happy to. I didn't come here planning to, but I have really enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. No worries. And then, uh, yeah, two days later, she put the review up and sent it over to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Beautiful. So, uh, no, she's she's really nice as well. And Mm. uh, she's always been uh, supportive. And having that review and having some of those quotes to walk around with afterwards, was just really helpful in terms of selling the show back in London afterwards as well
0: Brilliant brilliant. How, how long was you run in the uh, Soho Theatre? Uh, it
1: was 20 Oh sorry I was thinking Edinburgh uh, Soho was just one night so it was just part of the the uh, Rising Star Festival brilliant. and there was like you know a bunch of people who'd previously done their workshops yeah the people who they kind of um, just decided to formed the showcase, just got given a night and it was, it was great. So we got the top room and yeah, I was very lucky. I I think I just begged so many workmates and colleagues to, uh, to go down to it and to tell their friends and I had people like, you know, Mm. telling, like telling their sisters WhatsApp groups and stuff. Someone Mm. told me and that was, yeah, just getting people in, which was really lovely, but you know, it's sometimes it's one of those things where just, you know you can uh, like push really hard for something and then all of a sudden things just come together yep. randomly that's on the it. night and it, yeah it was just one of those moments which was lovely
0: that's amazing man that's great you know just a bit of luck sometimes you just need that little that one person comes to your show you just don't know who's going to be in edinburgh and then you got that amazing review that's amazing man it's brilliant
1: and yeah exactly man i really wasn't you know looking for it at the time like i i did have pr but um, oh yeah did it help uh, anyway they, well like they were helpful like they definitely sort of like brought in people who they thought were going to be the right kind of people to see me but right. you know that all happens like in the first four days which was probably something I wasn't ready for right. so I think they would be great PR for people who are probably at the time a little bit more more competent and sure. a bit more experienced with the Edmund process than I was I was very much like a newbie yeah. who was uh just sort of Fresh out of the system or fresh out of like doing gigs in uh London, and you know, yeah. and then just going up to do my first Edinburgh run, having done sort of work in progresses before, but yeah, yeah, it was still a huge learning curve for really. oh, me, big
0: time, man. It's like you know, something like when I mean, you do your own show, it's all on you, isn't it? It's just like you know, you're just there's no one else you can rely on, it's just yeah, you're there, yeah, it's all on your shoulders. So yeah how, how many times
1: have you been on exactly, there? man? Yes. Yeah, so- I was thinking about this the other day. So yeah. I went once with uh si Dav when we did a gig. Yes. So I'd done about five five gigs and right. we did this gig at one AM on the bus, on the top deck of the bus in the Free Sisters pub. Yeah, one AM for two weeks.
0: Yeah. That's a tough time. That's a tough time, isn't it? That was I did like that that um that top of the bus though.
1: We yeah. just had loads of people come down and do spots. And in the end, we got really lucky. And we had people like Jamali Maddox, like, so right. wanting to do it every night. And yeah. he was like, tell, he would absolutely rip it to shreds. And he'd tell <laughs> the audience, like, to boo him off afterwards as well. He was like, I don't want to be applauded by you dickheads. Like, you got to yeah. boo me off. That's how it's got to be. And right. so they would boo him off. And they would love him for it, they would love him so much. You know, we had like, you know, Athena Kublenu do it. We had, we had Judy Love do it as well. Who's like, you know, now a presenter on Loose Women and she's amazing. She was, she would rip it as well. So it was just like a really fun, eclectic group of people who were just doing this random gig in Edinburgh at one o'clock in the morning. It was just a fun vibe, that one. So that was really good. And then, uh, yeah, I did it. I did a show with Archie the following year. Yeah. And then after that, I did a show with, uh, I think I took a break, and then I did a show with Dan Audrit. And then I did my work in progress. And then I did my debut last year. So nice. I think I've been up like maybe four or five times. I can't That's remember. That's
0: great, man. So did you did you start in 2013 as well? Like it's going to Edinburgh?
1: Yeah, I did my first Edinburgh i think 2000 and is it 14 yeah. i think 14 i took a break one year but yeah then so yeah i've been up f- four or five times right.
0: that's but, great man yeah. like the first one is always the one like you just it's just over, overwhelming you know but then it's like yeah you,
1: first is massive yeah
0: yeah I remember doing that uh, Top of the Bus show a couple of times. It was so fun. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That one and it's, and it's the lovely. espionage, you know, the little corner room in the, in the basement, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was fun, man. That was a fun gig.
1: Those were, yeah, some really insane gigs that just sort of, you know, just had no right to be gigs, but, yeah. but the nature of... Edinburgh at that time as well. It's just that there were people there, they wanted comedy, it would happen. So, (laughs) you know, it's a really weird thing. Like, that was the thing I found sometimes in Edinburgh is to never get jaded by Edinburgh. And that's quite hard because it is so long. And, you know, you get a lot of Groundhog Day syndrome Mm -hmm. where you are just thinking this is the same thing every day. But those audience numbers like the second you get back to London or any other city yeah. apart from Edinburgh for the festival you are going to struggle to get those numbers in unless you're like a big TV name so yeah. it is just an incredible opportunity where you can get an audience in yeah seeing you work on your craft and you can work on your craft properly hard as well if you really That's put it. your mind to it, That's it. and right. yeah pace yourself a little bit
0: it's the gym in Edinburgh the gym you know it's like you just it, like every yeah. day non-stop no rest really just like it's like a boot camp
1: it really is you know it really really is a boot camp and you know you've seen like i really like the hannibal buress Edinburgh special Mm. um that he did i think he's on netflix or youtube but it's it's a really fun one and i think that really captures the kind of essence of of what it's about because that's a guy who's like massive in like america and then he comes over here and sort of no one gives a shit about him <laughs> yeah. and he's doing a show in the pleasance and he's just figuring it out as he goes and then he's like doing the weird random gigs outside of that and he's like yeah. gigging in a casino sort of in a side room yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night yeah. and people are just so confused as to why he's there and <laughs> he's just like i know you're confused too this is weird for me as well and it's just yeah That one I really liked, actually. That was a really, really good one.
0: The the Elephant in the Room is your debut show, right?
1: Yeah, that's the debut show, yeah.
0: What have you got in the pipeline uh, or like you have put the stuff in a Word document, not that you've looked at it. (laughs) it? Have you got the new name for the show yet? Have you got the poster done? Or have you like just got it in a document that you're not even going to open yet until the time is we're gigging again?
1: I think I'm sort of not even got the title for it just yet. I'm not sort of thinking about doing another edinburgh at the moment i think i might you know work on the next hour but Mm. i don't know it's so hard to sort of make plans at the moment because you're just you know everything's changing so much and even though like venues are sort of asking about performers wanting to come back and book the space for the summer Mm. um right now understandably but i just think it's such a hard thing to try and decide when committing money to something that you don't know if it's going to happen so uh, I just yeah it just doesn't feel like the safest bet out there so I'm just kind of like I might just wait and see for another year all right as frustrating as it is to not do something that you love it's I don't feel like sort of wish the time away that we've got at the moment I, i'm enjoying each day that i've got you know it's fair i know you're I'm saying really I'm grateful for yeah, every day
0: sort of thing right you know the, exactly you know, ex- worst ex- exactly like yeah.
1: you know i i sort of had to like and it's gonna sound really like or like cheesy but i i a,
0: oh, no pun intended there right you know? yeah
1: yeah yeah no. legit,
0: does, does that annoy you uh, now yeah. as well does that annoy you like say, you know, our, oh, God, no, oh. not yeah we got asked no all. not
1: at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think in in january i've sort of found myself like especially when it was getting so grey yeah that i was like oh you know oh, i just wish it was like march right now and then yeah. you know it'd be a bit brighter and stuff. But then I was like, oh man, I don't want to be sort of wishing time away because this is like healthy time in my life. My family are okay. This is, that's, these are the principles that I need to live with in terms of like the most important things. That's all that matters. I don't need to worry about like whatever kind of, lame sort of not lame dream, but or just like pre- pipe no, exactly no, pipe no, dreams sorry i'm not head. being like
0: i'm not but like you know like your dream or your or goal put a goal in front of you know your relationships of of your connection with life and the world you know rather than this thing that's ephemeral because you know yourself comedy is just it's done you do the you do the job you go home it's over isn't it but your life yeah, goes on exactly isn't it your life yes goes on. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah big time man i think it's sort of maybe kind of Made me realise that actually there were some things in my life that I wasn't doing properly yeah. before the pandemic, and I was yeah. just kind of I don't know maybe just doing things in a bit of a weird way, yeah. and it's sort of because you get the time to reflect. I don't know if you've if you felt that like you're looking at things in a different way now. Do you feel that? Yeah,
0: I know what you're saying no, I do. I you just you're you're thinking a little bit more deeply, slow down a little bit. Don't stress yourself about this stupid thing. That that gig that you want to get on, or something to do with this thing that you know, it's just you're just pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, and you, and you push until there's nothing left. And I've been thinking, this in fairness, I'm thinking this, you know, you 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 know the thing like that it says burning ambition. You know, I think it's called burning ambition because it just torches everything around you. You know what I mean? Like you know your relationships with your family, your your other half, everyone. You know, and so you've got to really keep it basically cool your jets a little bit. You know, are you enjoying it still? Like, uh, is this infested your life and just taken over everything? Or is it like just the thing that you love to do? You know, you get a bit jaded, you know what I mean? You're trying not to, but you don't even notice it sneak into your uh, psyche. It's it's insidious comedy, you know? It's like, okay, I need to always be working. You feel it's like that kind of, that work ethic. I must be working really hard all the time, you know? But then people say they write 300 jokes a day. No, they fucking don't. They, there's, there's just, there it's just. it wouldn't
1: be good, good jokes. not write totally. Three hundred good jokes a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's no. like, but
0: that's a, that's a wonderful myth to portray, so everyone else goes, I should be doing more. You know, it's like, it's a silly thing.
1: I think so. I think that's a really common feeling to yeah. feel is, uh, is the I should be doing more or yeah. why is so and so doing this and no, I'm, not, I'm doing this because I think this is like something where there's lots of comparison yeah, anxiety of about. And also I think as well, like a lot of people believe in the meritocracy and think, oh, if I work hard, then I'll get the opportunities. And, you know, it's not a meritocracy. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's more like a stock market. And it's more <laughs> about like, you know, certain things doing really well at certain points of time yeah. and that's just the way it goes for everything and especially with art like that is just that's the way that thing works it's it is more like a stock market than yeah. it is like a meritocracy so i think you see a lot of people feeling like i deserve something i've worked hard for something i deserve it and it's like no <laughs> that's never been the way it works it's yeah. not a meritocracy yeah and i see yeah. people saying that on like having facebook i see people having facebook arguments about yeah. that going yeah. if you you, you get the, g- the gigs you deserve and you put in the time and the circuit and it's like no that's bollocks it's Absolutely. not about that it's Absolutely. just you do have to work extremely hard on your craft but yeah. it's about being in the right place at the right time as well you know you can't substitute that and then when you get an opportunity you have to take it yeah. you know you can't just like burn opportunities as well like yeah. and you can't piss off the wrong people as well that's absolutely. definitely another thing
0: it's all those things you know i love the comparison to the stock market man it's like absolutely like that you know it's just you've got to pick the right gigs to, to go to when you're ready rather than go yeah i need to do everything you know that's it pick the pick it when you're ready
1: is exactly. when you're ready to working on the craft and be patient with it and be patient yeah. with yourself as well really importantly because mm. these things take time and you know don't get like uh, too sidetracked or like focused on like one way of thinking of like or thinking that there's a specific path to getting what it is that you want you know there are loads of different routes that people take and there are loads of different ways to kind of promote what it is that you do now and everyone is doing something different you know like you look at Someone like N- Nigel ung like N- Nigel's a phenomenal comic mm. and always has been. Every every time I've seen him, has absolutely killed it as a stand-up. And then like this sort of in the last like twelve months, he's just you know he's always put content up online, but in the yeah. last twelve months, he's absolutely blown up. Yeah. And you know it's really great to see. That's just from hitting the mark, being in the right place at the right time, and it's and it's going great and i'm really happy for him because he's a guy who works massively hard but you know a lot of people say it's it's meritocracy and sort of it is he he deserves it and i think he massively deserves it but like it's a stock market as well in my opinion it's just yeah. like yeah that's
0: it you know you pick enough tickets one of them's going to take off eventually but you just got to keep managing to you know, buy those tickets and keep in the game. Yeah, you know, exactly.
1: I think you've got to believe in what it is that you're doing as well. And you've mm. got to really like what it is that you're doing. And and ultimately, and I think you've got to really enjoy the material that you do yeah. and the effect that it has on people. If you don't like that and if you don't like the jokes, then that's when I think you can get into a really jaded headspace yeah. really quickly. And if you're not like turning over new stuff quickly enough or taking enough risks, because I've definitely had, had like, you know, a few months where I'm like, okay, these gigs have been nice and easy. I haven't written anything new for a few weeks or haven't, I think it's quite healthy to like bomb like a couple of, if you're doing nine gigs a week, I think it's quite healthy to bomb at least two of them. And if you're doing, especially at, if you're doing new, new material with those, like just because that is part of the development process. And it means as well that you're taking a few risks, but you are trying to find the right thing. You're yeah. experimenting and you're, you know, trying a few you're pushing things, it. Which is You're important. just pushing
0: it through, man. You're just like, just trying to, trying to need, you know, work something out, man. That's what it is. You know, where am I, where am I in this joke? Who am I now? You know, that's what it is. What, exactly. Did I think this? Yeah.
1: But that's, that's another sort of part of like the new sort of um, change in lifestyle pace mm. as well. Like I can't believe that I used to go out and try and gig, like nine times a week and and bomb twice a week like i don't think i i I sort of worry going back into it if i did go back into it and like a year's time or whatever and, and try to hit the same kind of numbers because I, I think I'd find that so draining. I don't know about you in I terms know you're of saying. like, I know you're saying. The, just the idea of going out that much. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, what? The driving, gonna... the
0: driving everywhere and like, you know, they're just the kind of, the, the nonstop, oh, I've got to be here, I've got to be there. The danger is like, I found the same as you and when it slowed down, I was like, whoa, what, what was I doing? I, I missed, I've missed, i missed like nearly 10 years of my life now, do you know, just doing comedy you know, I loved. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved the last few years. So I lo- I wouldn't have given away for anything else. But it's like Jesus Christ. I I was completely like single-minded. You know, to for whatever end it is. You know, it's just. But I was like, right, I'm I'm doing this. I love it. And then.
1: Right, yeah, that's you know, it. Yeah. It, it, but I've, like, I've yeah. definitely I felt that as well, man. Like I've sort of looked back, and I was like, oh wow, I left some really well-paid jobs to try and do this more and try and get better at this because i saw like you know i felt like i was doing well at the start and then i could see like my peers putting in more time than i was so i sort of left the job that i was doing to be able to put more time into it and then you know but then i'm sort of also really just grateful to be able to have a job at this moment in time because it is really really difficult it's a challenging time for what, everybody what
0: What were you doing before you like when you first started
1: i was just working in sales support for a credit card machine company so i was kind of doing uh basically <laughs> it's, this can sound quite random so great. Well, um,
0: it sounds like it wasn't something like it wasn't like oh, i left this thing that i loved you know oh to, yeah to no, no, this other no, thing there I was no loved. vocation
1: thing <laughs> i was doing like some anti-money laundering checks on contracts that were being mm. sent to banking partners okay. so i was kind of like having to look into businesses mm. and see if their businesses business practice would be appropriate for the banking partner it's all very boring stuff yeah. but it was quite well paid at the time and i was enjoying that and mm. the guys i was working with were awesome but yeah like i i was also feeling at the time that like some of my mates were just getting who i'd started with i could now see them racing on getting so good at comedy and i was like i'm jealous of that and the time that you've spent putting into this i'm gonna have to bail on this job because i was really addicted to the work and i was i was you know looking at my emails on the weekends like and and that's when i was like okay this is too much
0: yeah that's right man that's it. it when did you start jamie
1: like stand up yeah So I did my very first gig in, I think, was it 2013? I didn't really sort of do it that much for the first couple of years. I think Mm. it was about like 2015 I started doing it properly. That was when I was like three gigs a week. Whereas before I was kind of like one gig every two months. Mm. But yeah, so it was like three gigs a week from about 2014 or 15, yeah.
0: Do Do you remember where it was?
1: Yeah, Lion's Den, oh, that was yeah, my very yeah. first one with the you know late Tim. and lovely uh, Tim yeah. Tim Randall, who um, yeah, put me on at the end of the night. And it was one of those ones, you know, when it's like the first time you're doing it, you bring a couple of friends down and they're like so excited and yeah. they're like, yeah, I can't wait. And anyway, <laughs> like they had to sit through 25 yeah. 25- uh, like comedians yeah. in the lion's den and for anyone who's uh listening who doesn't know what the lion's den is just it's an open mic comedy night in leicester square in bar rumba and you know you get some really lovely characters down there as well really sweet people have yeah. some fantastic comics down there and yeah i think that was like when jamali manix was still doing that gig at that yeah. stage and just ripping it apart it was it was a lot of fun it was great but yeah they i remember them like sitting through like Twenty-five, so yeah. and it was literally like <laughs> I think sort of twelve thirty when I went on, yeah, at, at night. So yeah, man. it was just they're all
0: been they were just they've been beaten up. They've been beaten up by the time you get on, right? It's uh yeah, yeah. they were exhausted. <laughs> they were exhausted. That's it, man. They've <laughs> been like in the gym. Like everyone's like, oh god, I just want to go home. Oh great, and now now my friends on. Oh, here we get right, up. Just please hurry up. <laughs> and like it yeah, went exactly. well though. It went well though, right?
1: It went okay. Yeah. It went well enough for me to be okay about yeah. doing it again. That's cool. Yeah, I had a couple of people say nice things, be like, Oh wow, is that your first one? And so that was nice and that made right. me think, Yeah, I've got it. Like, yes. I don't know if you had I was just very Bold. conceited and arrogant, like, yeah. yes, and yeah, yeah, totally smug about it like the first <laughs> few times. But yeah. then, you know, that comes crashing down, I think, when, you know, you sort of realize actually there's loads of things you know, once you just get a good sense of what you're doing wrong and then you start putting the work in and that's when it things get better, I think.
0: Yeah, they, they they start putting the work in and they get worse and then because you, you care about it so much and then they get better yeah. and you start not caring about it as much at all. You're just like, okay, right. You know, just wear it with irrever- irreverence, isn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly, man. I think it is one of those things that you just have to, yeah, you have to allow it to give it room to get better because... Mm. You can't think about it every single minute of the day, and you can't be writing jokes like no. that. You have to be just doing your normal life stuff, and then and then gigging, and then yeah. trying to combine a bit of all of it.
0: Hey, mate, you got some Jamie Oliver stuff to watch, isn't it? Like you know, you got a fucking. You done Jamie Oliver yet?
1: Yeah, I have actually. He's yeah. got a really good, um, <laughs> he's got a really good sweet potato curry recipe. You know his uh, his fifteen minutes meal. Fuck. If you want a little cheat,
0: I fucking tried his thirty minute meal. It took me fucking three hours, mate. I swear to God, that's no way. Oh, it one is a
1: lie. It's it oh, is it, what what he says about the, yeah, exactly. It's it's complete lie about the thirty minute meal.
0: Yeah, the show might be edited into thirty minutes, but actually it's three hours. You know, it's fucking three hours. So you did the that was first gig. Do you remember the date?
1: 2013.
0: No, Lines then. Yeah And then right So okay right We've done like the first gig What was your worst gig You've ever done Oh The one that just goes Oh yeah A
1: gig in South A gig in South End Yeah I just Yeah it was just In a room Like quite a rowdy Place I was Again It was one of these ones Where I don't know if you've Done a few of these Where like They advertise it As a pro comedy night And maybe they Hire like One pro Who had like tv credits 20 years ago and right. hasn't gigged since yeah. and then that person gets paid like eight quid mm. and then everyone else is like free of charge and spent butter. like fi- exactly and <laughs> spent like 15 pounds like getting down there yeah so yeah you go in you, you do that gig you're 15 quid down already yeah and everyone has paid like maybe a reasonable amount of money like 12 pound 50 to see what they expect yeah. is going to be relatively good, yeah. and yeah, we were all beginners. And what it was your really how many bad. years in were you? How many years in were you? <sighs> I think I was about nine months. Oh in. fuck! Oh no! Yeah. Oh. And then, so <laughs> they'd been paid. They'd been ripped off. The that's the thing is, I I sort of just now I just like they got to a stage where i was just like right i'm not gonna do any gig where i rip off the audience ever again Fair. like that was i think that was the lesson from that gig yeah. but yeah i uh i got put in a headlock in that gig what? actually yeah by the by an audience member i was just like messing around with yeah. him having like a bit of back and forth banter yeah. and he was like he was like i'll fucking show you and then he sort of jumped up on stage and i was like what's going on yeah he was like i was i could because he was talking about flexing his muscles, right? And I was like, "All right, then." And then I thought he was just gonna like flex on stage, and that yeah. would be it. And he just pops, puts me in a headlock, like straight away. And then I was like, "What the fuck?" Whoa. And then he jumped off. It was just so weird. And trying to like, and there was security and bouncers and yeah. stuff in the room, but they did nothing. Yeah. And they're trying to like reference that afterwards and joke about it. Like it didn't yeah. hurt that badly, but it just. you know, uh kind of undermined me on stage a little bit. But uh yeah, slightly. Um I was just so inexperienced for that situation. And I spoke to her about it afterwards. And that was when I was doing the SOHO course at the time. I was really lucky actually I I was uh on that SOHO course because it was being taught by um Jen Brister who's who's incredible. She's amazing and um Hmm. she's so nice as well. And I I, (laughs) I was just like In my head, I was just like, oh, guess this is what the club comedy world is like. Sometimes you get put in a headlock and and you just got (laughs) to deal with it. And I told Jen and I was like, Jen, yeah, this happened at a gig. And then she was so nice. And she was just like, Jamie, that should never have happened. That was a massive letdown on the part of the promoter and the security staff in the venue that they did not deal with it there and then. And I think had I not had her say that at that time, I probably... I probably would have bailed just on the whole thing. But yeah. because I had someone say you should never have been treated like that, that yeah. kind of was sort of reassuring enough to kind of be able to just put it to the side and yeah. just move on, really.
0: well, That's good, in it? Because you don't know what's going to happen to you at the next gig, do you? I mean, Headlock's like it's basically the gateway to the next, um, you know, assault that you potentially could have at another gig.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, I'm sort of, you know, I'm not the kind of uh, rowliest of guys as well, but, you yeah. know, I th- I, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with that if that it if there was going to be more afterwards. To be I mean, like,
0: you or I are no Joe Rogan. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to go up there like and just kind of roundhouse them. off the stage, you know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. you, know, you, you want to be feel safe. It's, you know, want to be a safe space uh, to tell your jokes. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can't even remember what I was doing at the oh, time. Well, well, okay. oh, it's probably was awful yeah. material. If I watched it now, I'd be like, yeah, that deserved a that was awful. <laughs> oh, no, but um, no. yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's it wasn't like you know great stuff but um, that,
0: that's, that's still not the point like you know like a headlock is like you know it's like there's no need to right I'll tell you what guys this guy is dying on his house. I'm gonna get him a headlock just I'm, to gonna, kind of I'm gonna help, help him help out him here just to, yeah. yeah
1: just to get some sympathy and <laughs> yes. no but it didn't even work I didn't even get the sympathy for oh, after that it was, uh, it was it made me just kind of assess those sorts of gigs a little bit more and just like <laughs> in terms of like going to sort of I was going to work the next day but yeah. it was just yeah I was I was just like that's not
0: that's not not cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, so I'll ask you this then: Do you remember your first joke you wrote? Ah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> ugh, it's so
0: bad. Uh, Love it. Still using it now. Still opening with it just, now.
1: No, no, thankfully no. It's just what was it? Wait, 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 wait. I think maybe there was the one where I talked about my haircut, and there was basically like a website at the time uh called lesbians that looked like justin bieber yeah and it was quite big at the time and it was yeah just f- photographs of gay women they would submit a picture of themselves as a person who looked like justin bieber yeah. and i had hair kind of like that at the time mm. and i said that I just got a haircut and I'm not very happy about it, but I have just been accepted by lesbians that look like Justin Bieber. So (laughs) ups and downs. And yeah, yeah, I, it was just awful. It was just, um, yeah, really kind of, just i'm gonna sound so lame being like it was of its time you know and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even of its qualify. time <laughs> no it wasn't yeah it wasn't even of its time <laughs> no, but like you know, i have just the like, beginning,
0: uh, isn't it? it's the beginning mate it's the course it's gonna you got to say what exactly. it feels yeah. funny to you you know you're like oh this is but, funny yeah i don't
1: know <laughs> i mean some of the people that i'm friends i'm friends with now mm. like who i've met in comedy i'm really glad that they didn't see me at my first gigs because oh, yeah. just the quality of the stuff there was just appalling like you know like i some people are average at the start some people are brilliant and then Mm. some people are just terrible and Mm. i was definitely in that really terrible yeah me
0: too man i was absolutely awful god like long, the stories with no real punchline just a lot of personality and just too much energy you know that's what it is it's like yeah it's you need to like but you need to work you need to just like go through that and you know, you all like shed skins along the way and just and yeah, it's exactly. up and down, mate. It's up and down that you get to I think it.
1: as well, yeah. I found for me the big thing was just um listening to American comedy yeah. albums non stop. Yeah. I found just I had those on constantly right. just because I wanted to like understand joke structure and understand pacing Absolutely. a little bit. And that was, yeah. yeah, that was great.
0: That's very important. I think that's the most important thing. You just become like a beautiful mind when you just like, I need to absorb everything. I need this all into my head so I can feel the joke structure. Like, I mean, I think one of my favorites uh, of like that kind of, uh, if you like, syllabus is The Bugle with um, John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman. Amazing joke writing. It's political. Oh, yeah. Not anything I do, but the joke structure in that is just... It's sublime. There's some amazing jokes in that. The old bugle, not the one with just Andy and other guests now, but it's the old version is brilliant. But yeah, I just listened to that joke. Oh, it's amazing. But you know, there's so much stuff you could just absorb and just go, okay, right, brilliant. That's the mechanics. There's a mechanics to it, which is wonderful. It's just so subtle sometimes. But okay, right. I ask this question to everyone I have on the show. When you go on stage, Jamie, would you see yourself as any particular model of say a a job of some kind? you have like a kind of like i'm like in my comedy i'm this sort of thing like could be, like a, like a role you know not like a clown because that's just like you know of course but like you know if you see yourself as like some sort of model uh, trade or profession when you're going up there do you have anything like that
1: I don't know. I de- I I definitely do feel that comedy is is a trade yeah. as as well as an art and mm. art form. And I do think it is something like, you know, craft as well that yeah. you just have to really, really work on. Yeah. Um,
0: but yourself, like t- as as a person, as a like, I mean, like, so, for example, Sean Mio sees himself as a gun for hire who goes around the country and just like, you know, like a, a like a Ronin, if you like. Do you like? What do you like? What do you see yourself as when you go up there, do your jokes? Do you have a, a an image uh, of
1: yourself? Yeah. I'm not a gun for hire. I'm <laughs> a more like community support officer. That's if if I had to have a role. Because yeah. yeah, I'm a. I am I do not know. I just think. Yeah. I mean, sort of like when I go on stage, it's just. <laughs> it's gonna sound really sad, but I can't really remember sort of exactly. Oh. I just remember feeling like good ecstasy and joy <laughs> yeah. and, and good like this, yeah so exactly. you have these flashbacks on now
0: of, of like dreams of yeah, like, being on, like on stage a bit, and like, Vietnam, and, oh, like you, fever dream have you had um, those have you had those dreams where you've been on stage you're like oh god that was a great joke and like and it's oh no it wasn't real it's real it wasn't real that was just
1: i weirdly i haven't dreamt about being on stage oh. since since about august last year i don't think so i can't really remember but mm. it's a weird weird feeling right. um so yeah so you would see yourself as a PCSO yes yeah. yeah is that what it's called yeah, yeah. The, uh community support yeah. offset yeah uh like a tragic one as well right. like one who just shouldn't be there but just wants to be yeah. and is there voluntarily at the time yeah. Yeah. and i do really enjoy that but yeah like i i don't know i really enjoy emceeing as well like i yeah. quite like i sort of enjoy the chaos of that yes yeah, so I, I maybe there's something about like orchestrating the chaos being allowed to kind of go to lengths that people wouldn't normally allow you to in social conversation is yeah. is really nice.
0: Pushing it like as far as it can go.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. So and like gently the... insulting people in <laughs> a way that I'm kind of terrified to do normally, but I think when, yeah. when you're on stage, you sort of feel that people expect you to do it, yeah. so you can gently do it as long as I think it's within your character to yeah. do that sort of stuff.
0: Just bringing, just just paying that the audience out for that one headlock you got in the in in south uh in south end oh yeah right? it's like yeah, yeah you know Southend, what right yeah. that headlock changed me uh, and then you're like right okay this all these insults keep coming out but <laughs> your job is uh, learning support in schools right is it for yes is yeah. it for like any particular type of children or just normal kids
1: um it's for likes of my previous experiences, we're working with SEN children, yeah. uh, so some children with some special needs, yeah. and uh, like mostly related to autism. Yeah. Uh, but this year, I've been working in a mainstream school, but yeah. I have been working with children who have complex needs. Mm. But yeah, I, I sort of work with uh, work with everybody but I do really enjoy working in like a sort of SEN yeah. environment. That's definitely something I, I really, yeah, I really enjoy. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very really it. rewarding. rewarding. Well. That's
0: it, man. That's great. That's it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, as long as you're, uh, you feel like you're contributing anyway. So that's great. You've got both sides filled, mate. You've got like the, well, yeah. you know, when, the, when it was all happening, you've got like the performance side, you know, and then you've got also the kind of like the wholesome, giving something back and kind of making someone's life better side, isn't it? Um, And then you go at night to a gig when someone's annoying you, just destroying their night, which is brilliant.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't don't have any qualms about sort of like about now if someone gets grumpy about that, whereas I used to really care and I used to put so much pressure on everyone having a good time. But sometimes, you know, if someone's horrible Mm. and they're not having a good time and they're being like, a dick about it as well yeah. then that feels great as long as everyone else stays on your side totally. then you're you're golden that's better than winning the whole room winning enough of the room to make someone like be to bully forced them. into silence <laughs> bully them into silence yeah exactly but like thing is so, Jay, I, like yeah. you're
0: so likable and you just like you know on st- like as a person you're like oh man how could like your face is like a little Voice, boy, boyish face, and everyone goes. Oh, he's just really nice. So how could that? Like, you're always going to win them over. Really, it's not going to. there's not. It doesn't look like it's an angry bone in your in your face. <laughs> you know. Oh, thanks, man. And, no, but that is it, man. It's just like it's just so likable. So it's like everyone's going to be with you. So that person better shut the fuck up, man, because <laughs> they're going oh, to hate them. Oh I mean, you know, there's
1: always there's always haters out there. Yeah, you man, know, I'm sure someone's yeah. like listening to this, going, "Yeah, he's a cunt, hate yeah. him," um, and that's fair <laughs> enough. You know, yeah. I probably feel the same way. So, uh, like, yeah, it's just, I think it's important to try to not, like, look at those things too much. And I've definitely had days where I've seen someone slag off someone who I was like, oh, I was, I'm pretty sure they're talking about me online, yeah. mm-hmm. and then thought about that for, like, a day or two, but... Mm. It's just, it's you know, what it, is, man. It you, you, what it is. People are going to talk. It is what it is. Exactly, can't, that, you man.
0: can't change people's opinion, man. Sometimes, you, know, you, I take, I, I you take can't. I this, think there's a story like, that relates to this, man. I, I went, I mean, we used to live in a house with these uh, these uh, four lads. We came off from from Dublin for jobs and stuff. in 2008, and uh, there's one guy. I, I weirdly, didn't get on with. I didn't know why. You know, he wanted to do some like uh, gym stuff. I showed him a few things. I wasn't being overly friendly, but I was like, okay, cool. Anyway, we worked in the same job, and then we had the Christmas party. And I said, to, we just ended up me and him in this casino, like whatever everyone else went to d- tables, whatever, it was gambling. And I, was, I said to this guy, I said, look, man, come, dude, what is it? How come we've never been friends? And he said to me, he said, Winter, it's your personality. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, okay, I, I'm already in the box. There's no way of me climbing out of this box. You know, there's no point in me carrying this conversation on anymore because this person has already put me in that box that I will never be released from. You know, that's, that's it. That's life. You can't win them all, man. You know, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: and that's it. And why would you want to anyway? You know, you got better things to do, man. Um, So look, Jamie, look. I think that's it, mate. I'm just. uh, I wish you all the best with the uh, with the new culinary experience and things that you know you're Uh, you're getting through, man. man. It's been great to talk to you for the last hour or so, mate. Honestly, just to kind of catch up with you, and like this really, this podcast has become like sort of a. a uh, Samaritan's Helpline just checking in with comics that you know we know from the circuit and going, Hey man, how are you doing? You okay? You're su- surviving, you're getting through it. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, oh, that's lovely, mate.
0: Yeah. That's really good. It's been really nice, man. Was it so where can we find you, man?
1: Online, I am. Hmm. Um, I ch- changed my Twitter name recently because <laughs> I was just like, Oh, I'm not the same person. No, I uh, I just. So I'm on Twitter yeah. at Jamie Ollie Olly. So you nice. can find me at Jamie Ollie Olly cool. um on Twitter. And then Insta is um let me dig that up. That is just uh, Jamie the Elephant on Insta. Cool. Um yeah, follow me on, on those and that would be that would be great if but also equally, no worries if not, that is cool too. Yeah. But yeah, Winter, it's been lovely chatting to you, man. Thanks yeah, for having it? me.
0: Pleasure to have you on, man. And that was episode 102 with a very funny and totally lovely Jamie Oliphant. He's on Twitter as at Jamie the Oliphant and on Instagram as at Jamie Ollie, Ollie. So go find him, go follow him, go and check him out. Go see where he's playing next. He's a lovely guy and a very funny comedian. And those things don't always match up. Going from this episode to October's episode is a little bit different. Now, Jamie's a lovely, lovely guy. And this person's a lovely guy too, but he's a bit of a darker comedian. That's at the end of October. His name is Ben Briggs. I've seen Ben on stage many times and he doesn't take any prisoners. So we go into that in October's episode. There's a lot of strange things happen to Ben on stage. And uh, we're going to talk about that at the end of October. I'm not going to ruin it now. So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm there at Winter Dominus. And I'm on Instagram at Winter Dominus. And you can follow this podcast. We're on Facebook, we're there, we have a page, you can like that, you can join the group, and if you like this podcast enough, if you want to donate, why not? Go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and donate as much as you feel this podcast is worth, and if you can't donate, that's okay. Tell your friends about your favourite episode. Tell people where we are, and what we're up to. And that's it for now. At the end of October, we've got the excellent Ben Briggs. But go and follow Jamie, he's fucking great too. But Ben Briggs, at the end of October, a little bit darker, doesn't take any prisoners. We'll talk about that in October. Until then, have a good Halloween.